I'm now delighted to be joined by the freshly minted tour card holder, Josh Rock. Josh, how are you? Not too bad, how are you? Good, thank you, mate. Good, thank you. Congratulations on picking up the tour card on Saturday. As it, you've had a couple of days to, to get home and, and adjust to it now. Has everything sunk in for you? It's not sunk in whatsoever. It feels weird that it hasn't sunk in, but I think it'll sink in shortly. <laughs> Conan, before we get into you winning the card and everything that means, this was the first time you played Q School. So, yeah, it was. before it all started, kicked off, was there an element of nerves for you because this was a completely new environment for you? No, there was no nerves going into it at all because I was really looking forward to it because I knew it was practicing well and playing well, so I was just really looking forward to it. Yeah, fair. Well, I mean, that certainly showed because you breezed through on day one in in the first stage. Was it an advantage for you to have two days off before attacking it again in the, the second stage rather than potentially having to play seven days on the trot? No, I think if... To be honest, I think if I got in through the Tuesdays there was a wee bit of a break, I think a too long of a break because I, I was a bit rusty on the Wednesday and it took me a couple of days to get back into it. And I mean, in that, that stage too, you mentioned being a little bit rusty. Through the first three days, you played quite well, but only had one point to your name. But going into day four, John O'Shea was telling me yesterday that you told him before the start of day four, I'm going to win the card outright today. And that's exactly what you did. Were you just that confident in yourself before anything started that that, that was going to be your day? It was when I woke up and we were talking and I was practicing and my arm felt really good. And I just said, well, do your day, and I'm going to win it today, and the end of dead. <laughs> you played tremendously well on the on the Saturday as well. I think it was 6.90 averages on the spin, and you wired a nine data as well. So did you just feel like everything was flowing and going perfectly? Well, I was kind of overthinking at the same time. I didn't think everything was going the way it should have been, because there was obviously some legs, I was doing wee hiccups and stuff, but I got through in the end, that was the main thing. Exactly. And something I've noticed from, from watching your games in person in Kalani, but also through Dark Connects at Q School, one of your biggest strengths that I can see is your, your cover shooting. You get lots of, you know, 177s, 134s, that kind of thing. Has that always been something you've practised, or is that something you've been looking to add to your game more recently? I think it's only been recently, because especially 134s, 2-12-18s has been a big cover shot for me, because... I find, because I'm a quick thrower, the first dart always drops if I don't throw it obviously properly. It's like a pull dart and I block the whole 20, but I'm always confident I'm going to have two travel 19s after it, and I commonly do. Yeah, of course, and obviously that's a, a massive advantage in scoring for you as well. What equipment are you using at the moment? At the moment I'm using Unicorn 24 grams, Phil Taylor Phase 2s. Mm, very nice. Um, and I mean, on that on that Saturday, the, the way the results had gone, you didn't actually need to, to win it outright. You you got there through the, the semis against Ted Evitz. When did you actually find out that you had secured the card? It was after that game. My manager came up to me before the semi-final and says, do you want to know what you need? I went, no, I just want them here to enjoy it. And after only the one leg and after the first leg, I won it. Then they all knew I won it. Then manager came up to me and told me, and then I cried like a big baby. <laughs> you in the final you're up against Nathan Rafferty who I believe is a good friend of yours yeah he's a good close friend of mine very good close friend an awesome dark player as well 
you were both sort of through at, at that stage. So did you both feel you were able to just go out there and, and have a, a great game? And that, as far as I could tell, that, that was the case from the averages you both produced and the way you were playing. Yeah, we were both talked before and we just knew we were both through and we were both just said we'll enjoy this as much as, we can, as much as we can and I think we're both really relaxed and that's why the score improved it from the two of us. Sort of going into to Q School, there were a few people tipping you to to do well and I know Alan Suter was talking you up at every opportunity but did you feel in a sense that you were flying under the radar because you're a young guy and you've not been playing big ranking events really at all other than other than Kalani? My wife felt like was a big underdog, big time. I wasn't expecting to get a third card whatsoever but I was just going to try my hardest and obviously get one but and I ended up dead so I put all the hard work in for it and the reward came to me. Yeah, you certainly won't be an underdog for much longer. <laughs> you you came onto the radar for a lot of people, the Kalani Festival last November, but for you, when did it all begin in darts? What are your earliest darting memories? Well, it was just before COVID, but when I was 18, I made my senior debut for Northern Ireland and the Celtic Challenge in Scotland, and that's where it really just kicked on from there. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure, kind of pulling on the international shirt and stuff, did that make you realise that that was what you wanted to do much more of and do potentially as a career? Oh, massively. Especially when I, made, when I found it made the international team, I was like, I just want this to be my life. Before you made it into that Northern Ireland team, was that just through you doing sort of local competitions, youth level stuff for Northern Ireland? It was counties, three counties, three averages. We go by averages, and then you could try. It was for the challenge. It was the top twelve, and at that time I was number four, and I qualified for the team at that time. Mm, nice. And how did that debut go for you for Northern Ireland? Uh, I won a one of my debut. I won four two in my debut. I mean, I was first alerted to you back in September by Neil Duff, who I know is a someone very close to you and he talked you up an awful lot and said, you know, this kid's the, the future, watch out for him. How much of an influence has Neil been on your playing in your career so far? Uh, Neil's been a big help from the start. He's took me under his wing when I was about 15 and he gave me a plan for the first three years and then three, and he said to try and make the international team for within three years and I did. So that was the start and then I just kicked, COVID kicked in, couldn't really do it back a lot more. And then through the whole of COVID, I just practiced, 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 practiced because there was, wasn't like work or anything, so it's the only thing I really could do. And the practice is better for me, so. Of course. And was that just solo practice or were you playing any online games, tournaments, that kind of thing? Solo. It was just all myself because I never liked the online whatsoever. I couldn't adjust to it at all and I was, didn't like it, so I just practiced by myself. Yeah, I can imagine as a quick player the, the online format and it being a bit slower was probably quite challenging for you. <laughs> Very challenging. It just didn't, it just didn't feel right because I prefer, obviously, if I was practicing with someone, standing beside me so I can just be there and obviously see it all. I just couldn't, didn't really like the online whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And since sort of restrictions have eased a bit in Northern Ireland, have you and Neil and others have been able to actually have some sort of in-person practice sessions? No, no, I haven't really done much in person practice. To be fair, I still kind of just practice by myself. Well, it's obviously working, so. <laughs> yeah. 
But that weekend in Kalani, I was there. I watched a lot of your games. You got to a semi on the Friday, quarterfinal on the Saturday, and then the, the Irish Classic final on the Sunday. You played so well all weekend. Did you feel that that weekend was like an eye-opener for you that proved just how good you were and just what you could do playing more and more of that calibre tournament? Yeah, massively. That's where it all kicked off in there with Killarney. I said that in the interview with, with Dan Dawson, the first interview, it was all kicked off in Killarney. The Irish Classic final, you lost that one to, to Sean McDonald, and you you seemed quite visibly upset after the end of that game, but were you able after that to, to use that loss as motivation for, for Q-School and everything that followed? No, I did. Obviously, we all don't like getting beat, but you just have to take it in the chin, and I took it in the chin, and I built on from it. So after that weekend in Killarney, I spoke to some of the guys at Big Five, Paul Brown and, and Steve Holmes. They Certainly Paul was very, very impressed with what he'd seen from you during the weekend. And then Big Five reached out to, to bring you into their their stable. What was your reaction when they actually got in touch for the first time and said that they wanted to sort of take you on? Well, I was over the moon. It was Neil told me about Paul and what he does. And then Paul actually phoned me. And what he was telling me was absolutely fantastic. Um, as soon as he sent me the email with the contract, signed it straight away. <laughs> and Cusco was your first sort of time going away with that, that team. What was the experience like with them? Oh, absolutely amazing. Fantastic. Yeah, cool. Couldn't ask for it. Couldn't be around a better bunch of people. Yeah. Definitely not. And I'm sure the celebrations on Saturday night for you and John were, were pretty big. Well, I'll not go any further with that one. <laughs> <laughs> I've spoken to, to John O'Shea about this already, but on the Pro Tour next year, there's going to be three of you from the Big Five there, you, Alan and, and John. Do you feel that's going to benefit you as a, a young guy, relatively inexperienced guy, having those two around to practice with and learn from and be guided by? Yeah, I think it's fantastic. I'm with them too because that'd be brilliant. Especially help me out, it's going to be fantastic. And uh, in terms of celebrations, I saw on Facebook some pictures and stuff when you got back to, to Northern Ireland. Was there like a little kind of gathering party for you when you got back? Yeah, my, my local pub, the Fat Gin and Brasheen. I didn't know about it. My girlfriend, Sarah, and my stepson, the cat, Jay, they came back up from the airport. And then we just went on to the pub. I wasn't expecting that. And then it was just a big, <laughs> overwhelming surprise. Looking ahead to the, the Pro Tour for this season, I know you said you weren't expecting it at all card and you're still kind of trying to adjust to everything. Have you got any goals in mind for, for what you want to achieve this year on the Pro Tour? No, I haven't really got much goals. I haven't really actually thought about what goals. I just want to take wee baby steps at a time. And then me and Paul will sit down and then we'll make wee targets. And I imagine something that will be a, a nice moment for you that Gary Anderson was one of your inspirations growing up, so drawing him in a Pro Tour event I'm sure will be a nice moment for you. Oh, that'd be fantastic. I'll have to try and keep my nerves a wee bit when I play him, to be fair. But then I'll have to just adjust to it and get on with it. Yeah, of course. And, I mean, you've also got the Development Tour and the Youth World Championship as well to look forward to this year. So it's not just going to be the Pro Tour. You're just going to be getting so much more playing experience than you've had before as well. Yeah, well, that's, I remember looking at the calendar and I was like, I've got a lot on my plate, but I can't wait to do it all. Have you, I mean, I imagine there's a fairly obvious one, but is there a nickname we're going to be hearing a lot more of associated with you? Uh, my nickname's Robbie. In the, the interviews with Dan Dawson, 
you said that winning a tour card would, would change your life. It's a bit early to, to see that, but do you feel like that was a life-changing moment for you on Saturday? That was. Just just couldn't believe it. That was. Yeah, nice Because one. it was a dream come, just a dream come true. Always dreamed about playing the PDC, and now I'm actually going to be playing on it. <laughs> Absolutely, and if you play like you did at Q School, I'm sure you're going to smash it. Thank you very much for your time today, Josh. I wish you all the best for the rest of the year. Thank you very much, Andrew.